Hello and welcome to Rebounding Faith. I'm Gina Ferrari. I'm Kristen Corona. And I'm Catherine Baer. When walking in faith seems impossible and you can't see the purpose in your pain, we are here to help you find hope in the struggle. Hi, Happy New Year. Welcome to another episode of Rebounding Faith. I am Gina Ferrari and I'm here with Kristen Corona and Catherine Baer. Happy New Year. Yeah, we're really glad to be back with you guys. And today we're going to talk about prayer. And don't hit the pause. Don't don't do it. Yep, we see you. We see you. I know it's a subject that might be kind of tricky, but we're going to look at it from a little different angle today. And I think you're going to find it interesting. We talked to some different people to get their take on it. What did you guys have to say? As we were preparing for this episode, you know, it's really timely because beginning of the year, New Year's resolutions, I think a lot of people want to spend more time praying. But a theme that I kept hearing was, I just don't know how to pray. Mm-hmm. I feel like my prayers aren't heard. Or They're hit hitting the, the ceiling. Yeah. yeah. They're not yep. going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think a really common one, and I can definitely relate to this, is that my prayers are just kind of blah. They're mm-hmm. mundane. That's you interesting. know, like we I think get in the habit of saying the same exact prayer. Like I even think back to when I was a kid and the prayers we said before we ate a meal or before I went to bed. And it was like, as soon as I memorized it, I was like, oh, I got this prayer Mm -hmm. thing down, Mm -hmm. you know? And as, um, as I got older and I started thinking about prayer differently, that's a real thing. Like just feeling like you almost have like a writer's block, right? right? Like you can't think about what to say, how to say it. And so I heard a lot of that when I was talking with my friends and family. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Catherine? So good. Uh, I, what I found out was, uh, that people will essentially say, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that when, uh, somebody shares something heartbreaking or a situation that they're going through with them and they'll say, I'm so sorry to hear that. I'll pray for you. And so, uh, but later, you know, they either forget to pray or they're not sure how to pray for that individual. And so, um, what I learned really is that that's like a nicety, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, gee, take care. Hope you're going to do okay. Or I'll, you know, I'll be thinking of you. I'll be praying for you. It's sort of used interchangeably and not necessarily like a call to action or something that they follow up on. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that happens so. all the time. Yeah. I think it I did that. Yeah. I think yep. I did that last week. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So yeah. hard. Yeah. Cause we're human. That's right. Real. Right. Yeah. But there is so much power in prayer. Right. And there is so much power there. So if we're going to say it, let's do it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, when I was researching for this episode, you guys, I found this, um, this take on it by Tony Evans. And uh, I was listening to a sermon he did on prayer and it was so, so good. And he had referenced about the national anthem. And if you think about this logically, it's really interesting to think about when you go to a sporting event or if you tune into a sporting event um, on TV, there always is the national anthem at the beginning. And yet we don't go to the sporting event for the national anthem, right? It's tacked on as a tribute to respect or uh, in, in place of honor, right? right? So they do that at the beginning and yet then the real event takes place, which is the sporting event. And mm-hmm. so if you think about our prayer life, I think sometimes that is akin to our prayer life being like an add-on 
It's just something that uh, it's not a, a lifestyle. It's really like an add-on. Um, and so it's something where, and I was sharing with you guys before we recorded, and I just want to say this again, that it's something where Paul talks about, you know, pray without ceasing. And he has that that verse. And so if you think about, if I were to say to you all, you know what, breathe without ceasing. Of course you would. Because it's a lifestyle. It's something you do every without day. Without thinking about it. Without you thinking about it, do it all day. Yeah. And yet, so prayer is like a, ta- it can be like this add-on that's tacked on, you know, before you you eat, you give grace or whatever. And it's very ritualistic in mm. nature. And it doesn't really have that emotional connection to right. God and that relational part. So yeah. anyway, so that that's what I I really wanted to share that because that resonated with me so so deeply. Just something that we do. Just makes sense. Yeah, and it's it's not something yeah. I would say there's a time in my life that I did that. Yeah. I would say right now I don't. Yeah. Um I've gone from, you know, that where it was just sort of like not really understanding how to and just sort of doing it um, you know, before you eat or whatever. I've gone from that to a place of, wow, you know what? And I know we're going to talk about this, but God you aren't really answering me right now. I'm not really sure you're hearing me. And I think it's hitting the ceiling, to be perfectly honest. And so I'm going to be quiet right now because it's really He's painful. Yeah. It's, it's like it's more painful <laughs> yeah. to praise something and have him not respond right. or answer than to not pray at all. And so I literally mm-hmm. stopped for a time in my life. And I went through that. And God saw me through that to a place now where it's really deep and, and, um, and much better, more mature. Yeah. yeah. I think when you when you look back, at least I'll speak for myself, growing up and going to church, there's a lot about church, especially when you're young, so many good things can come from going to church, right? And I think that one of the things that's really good is it just gets you in a habit. Mm-hmm. But with that habit also comes the memorization of how you yes. pray. Yes. Right? Think back to when you're a kid. Now I lay praise. me down to sleep. Exactly. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to talk about our father in a little bit too, but yep. it's like you memorize them. And I remember going to bed and I would say my prayers, right? Just like that. Now I lay me down to sleep mm-hmm. and I would just go through the whole thing. And I was so proud of myself because I memorized it. And every night that's what I would do. And as I got older, I think I just what what I would want everyone to be thinking about that's listening to this is it's praying is having a conversation mm-hmm. with yes. God. And you wouldn't memorize something in, in an effort to have a conversation with your husband right, or your best friend or right. someone in your family. Wouldn't be rehearsed. It would not be rehearsed. Right. I mean, sometimes you might role play some things in your head if you have to have a really <laughs> tough conversation, right, right. but it's two-way. Right. And so you can't rehearse it because it's a two-way conversation. You don't know what the other person's going to say. Right. I think what's hard about prayer is it's not a two-way mm. conversation in the way that we're used to having conversations. Right. And so it makes it harder. You mm. feel like you're just doing a lot of talking. And to your point, Catherine, mm-hmm. not as much listening. It's harder to listen yeah. because someone's actually not speaking back out Audibly. you in the way mm-hmm. that we're used that to. That we're used to. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah, and I, I heard the the difference between prayer and meditation. And, you know, meditation can have sort of a negative connotation sometimes if you think about it from an Eastern philosophy, philosophy. and, you know, religion. But 
But really, I was reading uh, this article. It's talking about meditation is the act of listening mm-hmm. to God. Mm-hmm. Prayer is the act of speaking, speaking to God. And so when we reference a conversation, that can sort of, you know, for future reference, be the difference. Yeah. Um, but in talking about this, I think about, like, what are the goals of prayer? So when we sit down or when we're driving, and I got to be perfectly honest, guys, I've had prayers that have been as short as help. Like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. When you are driving because you're yeah. not a good driver? Yeah. <laughs> no, that would be me. Oh, no, that's what uh, you say yeah. when we're in Gina's car with Yeah, her. yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, help, saying help. Help. Yeah. help, help, immediately, yeah, right now. Um, no, I just remember, like, I would be in the car and the kids would be screaming in the back and, you know, whatever when they were younger and it just would be, you know, please, God, help. And sometimes it would just be help um, just at that place. And so I, I think sometimes the goal, the goal of our prayer is what? It really kind of got me thinking about why do we pray? And so there are many, many reasons and many more that are listed here. But the three of them that I identified were we want to make heaven visible on earth. So something up there in heaven, right, uh, that will be done to fix something down here, right? So please, God, release your will from heaven here on earth, right, to get God to to move him to action, right? The second thing would be grow closer to God, Mm -hmm. right? We're going to want to become to rely on him more, to have that conversation that we've talked about, Mm -hmm. to get into that place. And then the third, which I thought was so fascinating when I was researching this and came across this, but it's to leave the physical realm really and in your mind and in your your spirit to enter into the spiritual mm-hmm. right it's almost like your passport to go there to yes. to go there with god to experience that peace and and to really walk with him in that yeah. way wow i love that those are all relevant to me i mean there are definitely times that i have prayed because i want an answer from heaven that can only come from heaven right right you know i'm asking for a miracle here yeah. lord you know and so we want that and we want to bring heaven down to earth right yeah and then to feel closer to god definitely have prayed for because i want to feel closer to god mm-hmm. and talking to him makes me feel closer to god and then there's that third one that you were talking about and you know i can say that my mom, you know, I've talked about her plenty. Um, she's my my mentor, and she's a spiritual warrior and prayer partner for me, for sure. And she told me a long time ago that that sometimes she just dwells in the secret place most high, you know, in that place where God is and, and where she feels him. And So I have definitely had those times of prayer when I felt like I was in the presence of God, like genuinely felt the presence of God in those times that I needed him to see me and hear me, like really bend your ear to me right now because I need you. And then ending that prayer with that real peace and sense that I was seen and my prayers mm-hmm. were heard. That's not always the case. I don't always just have prayer and think, oh, it was such a deep connection. Um, but there are those times in prayer that I feel the true presence of the Holy Spirit. I'm seeking him. 
and I feel him. And I love, I love those times. They're all important. Yeah. All of those three reasons that we pray are all valid, right? And, you know, one that I didn't have on here, but it just occurred to me as you were talking, is I believe a big part of prayer is to align our will with God's yeah. so that we are in alignment because we will pray for sick people and individuals that there isn't a healing Right. You know, and and personally, you guys know that I lost my dad this year to cancer right. in April. And, you know, you can believe there were a lot of prayers that went up, you yes. know, to heaven on that one. Mm -hmm. And just God's will was no on that. And that's really hard. You know, it's hard when God's answer is no. Uh. And so do we feel at peace when the answer is no? you know, in prayer, that's, that's a question. And the goal is that we want to, we want to really have that knowledge beyond all doubt that there's a peace emanating from our core mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter what the answer, the answer is, is because ultimately God is the answer, right? Yes. So to have our eyes on him. And so prayer, I believe is the mechanism that will deliver us yeah. there. But for those that are listening, and I, I certainly have been one of them, you know, where the answer is no. And yeah. so do we, do we walk away feeling like you're describing, Gina? I would say, and I think you're very honest to say, you know what? There have been times, no, I, I really don't. And that's really hard. And, uh, you know, for, for you listening today and joining us, you know, if that's, if that's where you are, I just want to share with you that I've been there personally and yeah. I get it. You know, I know. Oh, so do I. Yeah. And, and I'll talk about another thing that is really difficult is when, when you pray repeatedly from your heart for another person, you know, for my son, who I have prayed for years for, that he would, that he would get his life right yeah. with God and get on a different path. And you pray that, and you pray that, and you pray that, and year after year goes by, and he's still not on the right path as far as I can see, you mm -hmm. know? And then you wonder, like, why? Why do I keep praying for years on end when I don't see the answer to my prayer, when I know that's what God wants, too? He wants him to get his life right with him and to walk with him. Of course he does. But then that's where free will comes in, right? I can pray for someone, but until they're ready to give their life. But I know that God wastes nothing, and we've talked about that before. And if we're, if we're praying, he's hearing. And I believe that each time I pray for my son, the Holy Spirit knocks on his heart. Mm. And he may ignore it, but he gets a little knock. He That's gets a, a little visual. hello from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, so I, as a mom, just will not quit praying. And I believe with all my heart that one day that knock is going to be, that door is going to be open wide. Mm. And so that's why I keep praying. But it's not easy. Prayer, it's a tough one when we're not getting answers that we hope for. Yeah. The answer is no. Like you right. were saying, Catherine, you wanted your dad to live. We're all, we're all going to come to the point in our life where we die. Right. But we're never ready for it to come. That's right. right. That's but, right. Yeah. But the answer for healing doesn't always come the way that we hoped it would. It's tough. That's true. And, you know, um, one thing that 
that you said that I just wanted to allude to. Um, you believe God hears all of our prayers, right? And Isaiah sixty five twenty four says, "Before you call, I have answered." So it's something where God does answer our prayers. It may be in a yes, it may be in a no, or it may be in a not yet. Yeah. Right. It may be in one of those three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also believe that God sends out answers to these prayers, but we, it's sort of like if you're walking on a line, right, straightforward, you haven't gotten to that point where that prayer is going to be answered yet. Mm-hmm. Now, you may have said that prayer, you know, way back far in the line, mm-hmm. and you continue walking forward, you will eventually walk into that answer. And again, it depends on how he chooses to answer it, which is a whole different yeah. episode. Yeah. But I just wanted to reference that because I thought I thought of that. But um, I wanted, if it's okay with you guys, I want to jump into James 5, 13, starting 13 uh, through 17, I believe. And it says, is any one of you in trouble? He should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Mm -hmm. And I'll stop there. So I loved that because a couple of things. Number one, it tells me, is any one of you in trouble? Right. Or is any one of us suffering or are we encountering difficulty? Right. And when that happens, all of us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. (laughs) It's just a matter of time. Uh Right. Not not if, but when. Mm -hmm. So the answer to that is he should pray or she should pray. Mm -hmm. Right. Another version. Actually, it's the New American Standard Bible version actually uses the word must must pray. So it's not even optional. It's just really something that you must do. So we're talking to God. So then you flip that. Let's say you're not in that season of difficulty and pain, and yet you're happy, Yeah. right? So things are going good, celebration. Then it says, let him or her sing songs of praise. So then if you stop there, okay, you're hurting, you pray. If you're celebrating and happy, you praise. You praise. Mm-hmm. And so either way, you are communicating and having that open line of, oh, of conversation. Which is the important part, yep, right? Exactly. That line of communication. I like that. Mm-hmm. The it's interesting. I was I was sitting here thinking about pray, right? And and how often we just said that in those verses, right? So if you're in trouble, right. pray. If you're happy, pray. If you're sick, pray. pray. And if we just swapped out pray for talk to God, mm. I think that just to me um, shifts it in a way that makes me feel like it's a lot more real, yeah. right? Because even if you look up the definition of prayer, I mean, there's obviously like anything, a couple different definitions, but it's an act that seeks to activate a rapport with an object of worship through deliberate communication. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so when you're thinking about that, it's like if you're in trouble, talk to God. Yep. If you're happy, talk, talk to, to God. God. Yeah. yeah. Right? Sing sing songs of praise. If you're sick, talk to God. Yeah. yeah. 
And so to me, I was just kind of like piecing that together. And it, it doesn't sound quite as daunting. No, it sounds more relational, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it would be like me saying to my boys, oh, if something good happens to you, t- I, w- I want to be the first to know. Yeah, yeah tell if me. If you're struggling, call mom. Yeah. You know, it, it, whatever's going on, you want to have this communication because you're that close to somebody. Exactly. So I think, yeah, when you look at it like that, Kristen, when you're like, yeah, are, are you struggling? Let's talk about it. Yeah. Talk you about know, it. Again, happy? like same thing Share with, with your me. relationships, right? right? Like if you and I were having some sort of altercation, we weren't agreeing, we wouldn't not talk about it. I'd be right. like, hey, Gina, what's up? Let's yeah. talk about it. Let's talk about it. Yeah. And I, I think where there might be some... Uh, you know, confusion or misunderstanding is how do you talk to God? Yeah. And sort of the how, right? And introducing that into it. And we are so excited this year to be able to offer you guys kicking off um, right now in the beginning of January uh, on our website. If you go there and just put in your email, it'll email it back to you uh, at the address that you put in there, but the six-step prayer formula. And so this is something that we've used for, gosh, you know, the last seven, years. six years, whatever. One of the yeah. girls that came through the program yeah. shared it with yep. us, and it's an awesome It's tool. like life-changing. Yeah. Yes. So, it helped me a lot when we were going through yeah. the small group to be able to have, I know it sounds weird to like operationalize prayer by having right. a framework, right, right, right. but it really does help me because when I am praying or talking to God, mm-hmm. sometimes my mind can wander. Wanders, I yeah. actually do that in most of my conversations yeah. with people. <laughs> like, stay with me. Where are you going? <laughs> but it actually kind of helps bring me back. Or, yeah. you know, sometimes when I'm talking to God, I'm like, I don't even know what to say today. Right. And it just yeah. kind of brings me back to like, okay, focus on these six things. And it just makes it more of a productive conversation. So yeah. I, I would agree. Go to the website. D- don't miss out on that. It's yeah. really great. Yeah. yeah so, so that's how, right? So mm-hmm. we know um, talking to God, you know, and even we're going to get into this in a minute, but Jesus talk really shares with us in Luke, you know, how to pray. And we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that in a minute. But back to this verse here in James. So obviously suffering, struggling, pray, mm-hmm. praising God, happy, pray. And then it goes on to say, is any one of you sick? Mm-hmm. And this was so interesting because when you look up the word sick and in the Greek translation, uh, it actually is interpreted as the word weary or translated oh. as the word weary. So you know how oftentimes we'll say sick and tired, sort of yes. like interchangeable, right? So if you were to say, is any one of you weary? And if you think Hello. about like tired, you're so yes. tired from the circumstance or yeah. the financial situation mm. or relational issues going on or job or whatever it is, right? Mm. You're tired. You're tired, you know, of praying something. And you mm. had mentioned something, Gina, about your son, right? Yeah. And praying that for how many years did you say? Years, decades, Okay, decades. that's a long time. Yeah. And so I think if you were to get to that place where you're just hitting a wall and you're just tired and, you know, I myself have been there, you know, firsthand, which I alluded to earlier, but just getting to that place of, you know, I'm really tired of this situation. So what does scripture tell us to do in this case? Well, it goes on to say he should call the elders of the church and pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So I'll stop there. So essentially we are to call on others. Yeah. So you know, basically when, you know, it, it, we've reached the end of ourselves, we need more than us. We, yeah. we need, I need more than me. 
to step in and help in this situation. And so if there's a prayer group or like we were alluding to earlier when somebody says, oh, I'll pray for you, like share it with people that really will pray really for will. you. Yeah. Not just talk about you. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Like really step in on your behalf and pray for you. And I think we all know prayer warriors. Yeah. That was my interesting. I was just thinking about this. This is a confession, but again, I I think it's a very real thing. I remember being a part of small groups where we'd have these email chains going about who to pray for. And sometimes I would get 37 emails in one day. Everyone pray pray for this, pray for this, pray for this, pray for this, pray for this. And it made it was overwhelming mm-hmm. and it made me feel like I wasn't doing a good job of actually getting I'm like I can't keep up with all of this wow so it's it's a very tricky thing and I I don't I don't know what the answer is to that right because these people do feel like they're asking for help in all of these different areas um but I think to your point Catherine too it's like this can't just be something that is just like willy-nilly thrown out there and it also shouldn't be um there shouldn't be an expectation that you just share this with everybody all the time, right? It's right. like if if I'm asking you to have a conversation with God on my behalf, like think about that. Yes. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. Um, there's got to be a lot of thought put into that and emotion and feeling mm-hmm. on both sides. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. I think it's it's something where – you know, and I've shared this before on the podcast where I have asked at a prayer group or a Bible study for prayer and the response um, by this individual in group was, well, that's just life. And there was no, you know, it was like, literally, I could just feel. That's not worth praying about, Catherine. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that how Talk about <laughs> like feeling an inch tall, like, right. oh, my prayer just right. isn't worthy. You know, right. it's just, wow, isn't yeah. prayer worthy. Um, but everything is prayer worthy. Everything. Everything. The Pray in all things. things. Yes. You know, there's yes. nothing too small or too yep. big for God to be able to handle. And he actually, I've had people say, like, I don't want to bother God with the little things. Are you kidding? I want to hear all the little things. Right. You know what I mean? We want to hear those things when we're in a relationship with someone. Right. He, I think when we will trust him with the little things, then it's easier to trust him with the bigger things, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, Catherine, one of the things, speaking to what you were just saying about getting the 37 emails of, you know, things, when, when we were doing um, uh, the group that we had the 10-week session with and encouraging women, we would take the prayers of each person and one person we would hand it, put them on the table and we'd pick one out or we'd pass them to the right or pass them to the left and we would pick one because that's a doable thing, right? Mm -hmm. A person can say, okay, I can take this one request and Mm -hmm. this one person and pray for them this week. And I can text them and I can can encourage them. them Let them know, hey, I prayed for you. And you know what? works well. It totally, and you know, the other thing I wanted to say is when we ourselves are in pain and we lift someone else up in prayer, that is something where we're getting out of ourselves Mm -hmm. and we are really praying for another and it's healing. It's healing for our spirit. It's healing for our circumstance. Even if our circumstance isn't changing, it gets us out of ourselves enough to really focus. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then the other thing I wanted to, um, to talk about was, 
you know, there's a part here, it says, and the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well, and the Lord will raise him up. You know, I, I am not a biblical scholar, so I can't really, I'm not, are you guys shocked? (laughs) Yeah, I, I'm not, uh, only kidding. Uh, not that I'm prideful about that in any way. Um, but you know, my, as we mentioned in the earlier in the podcast, my dad, you know, I did offer in faith, um, about my dad Mm -hmm. and he wasn't made well. So I think, you know, I, I'm going to actually do some research into this one a little bit more and maybe we'll do an episode on that when the answer is no, you know, maybe, but let me interject here, Catherine, let me say for your dad at that time, his appointed time was on the day that he was taken home. Right. But Oh, let me see if I can say this without, you know, Gina, tearing The waterworks. The waterworks. Here comes tears the waterworks. coming. Just yep. let them flow. <laughs> <laughs> we have to do video for those at home and oh, see Gina. Lord. Yeah. Um, but there was a time that I was really, really struggling in a really profound way, so much so that the that the two people that are my prayer partners, my mom and my sister, they are my partners. And um, I just said, I'm struggling, pray for me. Um, I don't really want to talk about it. Um, And I knew that they would. But at that same time, I sent a text to you, Catherine. Mm -hmm. And I said, "I'm, I'm struggling, pray for me. And Catherine immediately picked up the phone and called me. And I did not want to answer the phone because I didn't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I just wanted someone to pray for me. But Catherine felt the Holy Spirit telling her, pick the phone up mm-hmm. and make contact with her. And she called me, and the very first thing she said to me was, thank you for answering. I'm so glad you answered. Mm-hmm. Because I think she probably knew I didn't really want to answer. And that time, it was physical, it was mental, it was emotional. And Catherine prayed for me, poured her heart. Just It was as the Holy Spirit was praying through her for me. And at the end of that prayer, and we hung up, I woke up the next day myself. Mm. I was physically, mentally, emotionally healed. In that moment Mm -hmm. of your faithfulness to pray for me, Catherine. And I know you would have prayed for me in general, but you didn't know exactly how to pray for me until you picked the phone up and, and I answered. And in your obedience to the Holy Spirit and then to praying when I couldn't even pray for myself. And you mm-hmm. prayed for me with such, when it says a heartfelt prayer mm-hmm. holds a lot of power. It held the power to heal me. So that was the time God said yes. Yeah. So there are those times that he says no, and then there's those times that he says yes, and we just in all of those things have to understand his timing is everything. That's right. Mm-hmm. And just surrender to, to his will, yeah, and trust. Yeah. For sure, I'm. I I am so grateful that I was able to step in and help you, Gina, that day. And um, 
you know, I, I am not a person that goes around, let me lay hands on you and pray for you. That's just not me, you know, but that day I can say a hundred percent, I felt the prompting and it was a strong prompting for those of you that know what that feels like, where God is just nudging you. And, um, I remember I felt relief when you did pick up the phone and I know that that uh, was from God. And then when I was uttering the prayer, I remember it was almost like it was effortless and I wasn't actually, it was coming through me, but it wasn't something that I was formulating the thoughts and what am I going to say next? It just literally was coming through me. And I can say that I don't know that I've ever had that experience Mm. before where I have had the words given to me so effortlessly and it was just flowing through me. And I could, I just knew where to go next and what to say. And I can't explain it. It was just in that moment. And, you know, so prayer, I think when we talk about prayer, it's obviously very powerful tool. It's probably the the most powerful thing we can do. And we've joked before about, oh, all we can do is pray. Right. And in fact, that should be the first thing that we we do. But, you know, it, it can take many different forms and, you know, I think, Kristen, what you talked about at the beginning of the podcast was people that might reference and say, mm, it's kind of mundane. It's kind of the same over and over. Mm-hmm. And yet my experience with Gina was such that I've never experienced yeah. that before. That's a special moment mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things, too, that in it, and it talks about in the Bible when the Holy Spirit intercedes on our behalf. Yes. Right. When our utterances, when we can't even put the words together, he clearly speaks on our behalf to God. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was one of those times that that it was very evident that um, Catherine was was praying for me and the Holy Spirit was interceding on on both of our behalves. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very thankful even that I was able to be a part of that for sure because it helped to minister to my heart. So so moving into Luke then you guys, and talking about how to pray. Um, we're talking about different ways to pray. Um, I want to reference Luke 11, 1 through 4, that says, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. And so I'll stop there. But I I would love to hear, number one, um, when you guys pray, do you have a certain way or how do you, how do you go about it before we get in into this? Well, I use the six steps that you guys gave yep. me, which yes. has helped a lot. Yep. Um, for me, I think it, it's, um, this, it actually goes a little bit against what I was saying earlier around, you know, if you have a relationship with someone, you kind of just talk to them all the time. But if I'm being really honest, like once my day gets going, um, I am, so busy. Yeah. Me and, too. um, it's work, it's family, it's chores, it's working out, it's friends, it's whatever. It's puppies, puppies, two puppies, traveling. um, traveling. Yep. I travel a lot. You guys know that. And, um, so it actually does help me to set aside like very specific time mm-hmm. 
and that's just my time and and that's early in the morning for me um i really value starting my morning having quiet time Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's really just my time yeah Um, i've tried praying before i go to bed but if you guys are on my house like past eight i I could be sleeping yeah me too I'm on the couch and my husband's like, are you watching this? Oh I'm my like, gosh. We live parallel lives. I can't yeah. pray anymore yep. in bed at night. I fall asleep. So yep. it's just, it's, I'm actually very awake in the morning. I'm a morning person. I pop mm-hmm. right out of bed, have my oh quiet Lord, time. Did you have to say you pop right out of bed? <laughs> I really do. <laughs> good for I you. like wake up. I'm like, good morning. My <laughs> oh husband's like, my go God. to bed. I'm cranky. <laughs> I just had this vision of like a Disney movie with the birds flying in <laughs> and bringing yeah, yeah. her coffee. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I'm Sorry. alert. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I, I really think that like kind of getting into that, um, that moment, getting into that space, having clarity, that the routine of that really helps me. Mm-hmm. It's not like I don't talk to God throughout the course of my day too, but that's like very focused mm-hmm. time and that's really important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, that's when I have more of those moments where I have clarity, where I feel like I'm in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel that quite as much when I'm talking to him throughout the course of my day because it's just yeah. more busy, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way. First thing in the morning, I um, I have my quiet time and my prayer time, and I don't jump out of bed. I kind of slither. Gina rolls out of bed <laughs> onto the ground. Uh, yeah. Go get my coffee, climb back <laughs> into bed. And um, yeah, and, and read my Bible and, and talk to God. Um, but I, I, that routine, that's starting my day, that's what feels right to me, gets me off on the right foot and, and a good start. And you know, the, the, prayer that you just read, Catherine, that, you know, teach us to pray and mm-hmm. hallowed be thy name. I mean, some of these words just sound lofty. They you know do. I mean? Yeah. And, not and that's not even re- the King James version. <laughs> yeah. Right? Real relatable. But mm-hmm. when you really think of that, it's just starting with praising God, right? Yes. Holy, worthy, worthy is your name to yes. be praised. Worthy yes. are you to have the start of my day, the first part of my day. So, and so good. I, I always start with the praise of God and, and uh, a worship of him. And then I go right into that, forgive me, because well, I've got some forgiveness that needs to be going on. You know, I've made it through 24 hours. Yep. And so, you skip yeah. over the give us each day our daily bread yeah, right well, that, into that, forgive that. me for my sins. Yeah. yeah I'm and for the sins the of some of my friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And then once I feel like, okay, we got that cleared up and I'm covered and forgiven, then I can go on to asking on behalf of my friends, my family, you know, um, Mm -hmm. the daily bread. And the bread, we we talked about that. I mean, people think when they hear, give us this day our daily bread, that we're talking about uh, give us our nutrition for the day or, or what we need to get. It is so much more than that. It's like Give me all that I need to get through this day. That's right. The patience, the energy, mm-hmm. you know, all yeah. of that, right? Yeah, it's so complete good. reliance on God and everything that mm. comes with that. Uh, yeah, everything in our day. And and it's so good. So in, in the order Jesus gave it in Luke 11, 1 through 4, you're not going to like this, Gina, because forgiveness <laughs> is third on the list. But it says... Father, hallowed be your name. So you're right. Like we definitely, he is saying, begin your prayer with praise. 
And even in those moments of like, God, please help me, right? Let's see if we can find some way to praise him. Thank you for this day. And I, I will say, Lord, thank you that your mercies are new every morning. Like I'll open the curtains or whatever. I'll look outside and it's morning. It's early, right? I'm yeah. thankful for that. So, so really just praising his name. Then it goes on to talk about your kingdom come. So Jesus knew his father's kingdom plan will be truly fulfilled when Jesus returns in his glory. So your kingdom come. But it's also happening right now. It's happening today, right? His kingdom can be here as he's came so that we might all have life and have it more abundantly. So he's in us, right? So his kingdom come here on earth in that way. And then third, it says, give us each day our daily bread. So to what you were saying, Kristen, it's something where we are praying for a complete reliance Mm -hmm. uh, on God and all of his gifts, right? So as as you had mentioned, Gina, it's not just physical food, but it could be love, healing, direction, peace, all of these things, which really nourish our soul and our spiritual food. Um, And then forgiveness, Gina, (laughs) then comes forgive us our sins, right? So we confess sins and seek forgiveness and repentance. And really it's a heart attitude of growing in faith and becoming more and more like him. And then, uh, then we forgive others. Mm -hmm. So sort of that second piece of forgiveness. And, uh, we are acknowledging that we understand and fully receive God's forgiveness for our own personal sins by forgiving others, right? right? Doing that. And then lastly, lead us not into temptation. And so I think Which daily, does. right. He doesn't, lead but yet daily there. we experience it. Right? right. In whatever form. I don't need any help being led there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I know. My own I know. <laughs> you can find your own way. Right. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, so it says God doesn't lead us into temptation. Deliver us. Right. right. But we, we that. do have our own free will, but he, and so he does allow temptation mm-hmm. and trials in our lives. However, uh, we pray to recognize them yeah. when they cross our paths and then ask for strength and, and to lead us out of them. So that is what really, if you dissect that verse, when Jesus talks about in, in Luke there, um, that is so fascinating. But we have that six-step formula that you guys can get on our website that really breaks it down um, for those of you that that do like formulas. And it can be helpful. Like Kristen yeah, said, sometimes really like helpful. if you struggle with like the to-do list on mm-hmm. one side of your brain and then you're trying to pray on the other, right. this will help keep you focused, right? So, so that's good. So we wanted to talk about that as well. But, you know, so we talked about like how how we pray and when, right? Mornings, right? Typically be for us, but really anytime. But how about what? What we pray for. And and in the Bible, we know that it says pray in all things. And, And we serve a God that recognizes when a sparrow falls to the ground, like details matter to him. So Gina, you were saying like some people say, oh, I don't want to bother God with this. Like it's why does he care about, you know, mm-hmm. this promotion at work that I feel over, you know, overlooked or whatever, whatever the case may be, right? right? So what, what what's your guys' take on that? My thought is, I don't know, yeah. right? It's like, it, it, if you're going to have quality time, like I know when my schedule's gotten so busy that I haven't had a quality conversation with my husband. Mm-hmm. I don't need to necessarily plan for like, well, what am I going to talk to him about when I get time with him? Right. 
I just say, hey, babe, like we got to go grab dinner or something. Like things are so hectic. We haven't had a real conversation. And we go to dinner and we just start talking. Yeah. And so I, I, I almost don't want to throw out a what because yeah. I don't I want say people what not like talk about, about what that's else? good yeah. what not when to close, right right is it what it, what is there not to talk when about when you're close with someone you talk about whatever is on your heart yeah. whatever you're thinking at the time if there's someone that you're worried about if you're worried mm-hmm. about yourself if you're mm-hmm. nervous about something if you're excited about something yeah. that's what I think helps make it not mundane. Yeah, right? don't limit. It's like what I'm thinking about today is different than what I was thinking about a month ago. That's right. Yeah. So really it's about, there's a verse that, that talks about God goes in front of us and leads the way, but he's also our rear guard and mm-hmm. behind us and protecting us. And right? with us and in us yeah. and around us. So he's, yeah. he's everywhere, omnipresent, yes. in front of us, behind us. So my thinking is wherever we are on our journey, you know, he's already going out before us to lay out our tomorrow. He is behind us, protecting us, right, for today. And so I think it's really about praying what's on our heart. And also, I mean, I'm going to be full disclosure, but I probably pray for myself more than I pray for others. And I need to get better. And I recognize that as a weakness of mine that I really need to pray for others more. And there are some that I believe have that gift of prayer. Like, it's just like, it just comes naturally to them. And they're like really thinking, I'm going to pray, you know, for Kristen, or I'm going to pray for Gina. I'm really going to be praying for them on this. And I recognize that I need to probably do that more. So I do, I've got myself covered. Like, I I think that's good. Right. (laughs) But I really need to probably next year, this year, right. In 2022, I really want to focus on growing that part of my prayer life. Step up our prayer game. Right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds we good. can do that. Yeah. I think so. And so, um, yeah. So we talked about pretty much how, when, who, what. The why seems obvious. Yeah, but yeah. do we want to cover that? Why not is all I have to say. Yeah. Why wouldn't we pray? Why yeah. not? Why not have a conversation to the one who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly far above anything we could ask or imagine? That's right. Well said, Gina. I Love do want to throw verse. in one more thing, though. What's that? Where. So I... Anywhere. Okay. See, I I am a creature of habit. So I tend to go to the same place every day. I get my coffee. I get my journal. I get my Bible. I go sit in the same place. Mm-hmm. And I've decided... Really, like, I have my best prayers and talks with God while I'm walking, like, in nature, and I'm seeing, like, his creation and whatever that is, the colors and whatever, and I'm thinking, I need to do more of that, but I say the best place is just wherever you're most comfortable and wherever, you know, and sometimes like I've talked about in the past when my kids were little and screaming in the back seat, and like, I didn't have the luxury of time and walks. Like for me, it was driving the car and just literally, I can remember you guys having something on my dashboard. Like literally it was like a verse, you know, so I'd be driving and I just look down and look back up and remember that verse. And just literally, sometimes it was just help. So I would say wherever you can pray. And if you have the luxury of being able to say, I'm going to take a walk, I'm going to go pray to God. And that's what makes you, that's what fills you up. Do it. Wherever. Yeah. It doesn't have to be super formal. That's right. Yeah. Yep. And so in closing, we want to encourage you all to go to reboundingfaith.com. 
Also, check us out on social media. Like and subscribe to Rebounding Faith there. And hey, guys, don't be shy. Send us comments. Please send a yes, comment. Let we, us know. Yeah, we want to hear from you. So we, um, we want to wish you a very happy new year. And until next week, have a rebounding week. Thank you for joining us. Come and join us next week and be sure to like and subscribe to Rebounding Faith.